G'day, welcome to Age Abuse and Justice, where each episode I summarise an elder abuse case to demonstrate what elder abuse looks like and how the law deals with it. Age Abuse and Justice started as short videos published on YouTube. I did 15 cases in video format, but it took much longer to record and edit, so gradually I eased out of videos to focus on the podcast. It also allowed me to do cases in more detail. I'm now adding the audio from those video recordings to be available on the podcast channel as well. Please excuse the bad audio, these are made from when I was first learning how to use this equipment so it gets pretty dicey. So this is one of those video recordings. The videos are still available on YouTube if you'd like to check them out. You can search for Age Abuse and Justice or you could look on the New South Wales Legal Aid podcast channel. But I'll also include the links for this case in the notes below. So on to the case. Not all elder abuse is intentional. And in this case I'm doing today, I don't actually think there's a bad guy. I think it's just an attorney who wasn't sure about what his obligations were and he did the best he could. In 2001, Robert Ede was appointed as the attorney of his father, Francis Ede, under a power of attorney. In 2002, Francis was diagnosed with dementia and his capacity went downhill quite quickly. By November, he was living in a nursing home. Francis owned a house in Barden and a holiday home in Beechmere. Robert didn't rent out the Beechmere property because it needed repair work done to it and the cost of the repair work would have cost more than they would have gotten in rent. He also didn't rent out the Barden property but he didn't do it because he thought his father would be upset if he found out that someone else was living in his house. In 2003, Robert was criticised by the Office of the Adult Guardian. That's a government organisation that looks that can review the actions of an attorney and determine whether an attorney is doing their job properly. And in this case, what they were looking at was whether Robert was letting these two assets, the house and the holiday home, go to waste. The office of the adult guardian said that both of the properties should be rented out and should be producing income. Robert decided to sell the Beechmere property. In November of 2002, Robert had sought a valuation on the Beechmere property and the valuer had come back with a figure of $85,000. When Robert decided to sell the Beechmere property, he had tried to contact the same valuer but didn't get a response. In May 2003, Australian Pacific valuers valued the Beechmere property. They said that it would be worth $75,000, but only if you did about $10,000 worth of repairs on it. Robert himself was a builder and he estimated it would cost fifteen to 20000 to do the repairs on the property. Around this time, Robert's daughter indicated that she would like to buy the Beechmere property and Robert was concerned because he, he wanted to be careful not to breach his obligations as the attorney. In the document itself, it says that attorney cannot act in a transaction where their interest would be in conflict with the interest of the principal, being his father, Francis. And the document even included an, an example. It said that the attorney couldn't buy the principal's car unless it was for market value. So Robert rang the Office of Public Guardian and he asked them what was meant by market value. They told him that he would need a certificate of valuation. He asked his accountant if he could sell the property to his daughter at market value and the accountant told him to speak to a lawyer. 
His lawyer told him that he could sell it to his daughter, provided that it was at current market value and that he got a current valuation. So Robert got a new valuation from Australian Pacific Valuers and they valued it at the same amount. Once again, they valued it at $75,000 provided he did about $10,000 worth of repairs. Because by this time, several months had gone by, Robert asked why the valuation was exactly the same and they confirmed that the market really hadn't changed that much. They promised that a proper valuation had been done. Robert instructed his solicitor to prepare the contract of sale of the property to his daughter for $70,000 and he worked out that since about $10,000 worth of repairs was needed to the property, he would take $5,000 off the market value. There was a delay in completing the sale of the property because the title deeds couldn't be located and so the sale wasn't completed until January 2004, so just a couple of months after the valuation. There was no agent's commission, so in effect Robert had saved his father $2,200. The Office of Adult Guardian got their own valuations done and the valuation showed that in March of 2004 the property would be worth about $140,000 and in May 2004, they valued it at $165,000. The valuer expressed the opinion that in January, the property would have been worth $140,000 and not the $70,000 that the daughter had paid. However, the court gave consideration to the fact that the valuer in coming up with this figure of $140,000 in January was also looking at sales of property after January, which couldn't be done. You can't value a property in January and just also look into the future and say, oh, but it will be worth this based on future sales. So the court decided, taking this into account, that the property would have been worth about 110000 in January. I'm not sure how they came up with that, but that was the decision they made. Uh, the court found that Robert had acted honestly, reasonably, and had tried to do the right thing by his father. He had acted in accordance with legal advice and was not aware that his actions were not in the best interest of his father. So looking at it from his father's perspective, his father owns this property that in January was worth, as the court says, $110,000 and he's only been paid $70,000 for it. So he has suffered a financial detriment and it's the attorney's job to make sure that that doesn't happen as far as they're able to do. Robert sought to have his daughter retain the property and also continue to retain this additional benefit of purchasing the property at less than market value and the court found that that would not be fair. To excuse Robert from liability would be to let Francis suffer a loss. The court ordered Robert to account for the benefit his daughter had received and taking into account the saved commission, this was worked out to be 36000 $36,800. I'm not sure if I agree with the court's ruling in this decision. While I agree that Francis shouldn't be allowed to suffer a loss, I look at it from the point of view of a conveyancer, from the contract for the sale of property. So if you were to try to sell your property and in October it is valued at $70,000, you've got a valuation that says it's worth seventy-five. dollars but that's conditional on 10,000 of repairs, then an offer of 70 is actually good um, and it's current market value at that time. So you enter into a signed contract for sale. 
And the contract normally has to settle within 42 days. But that timeline can be pushed out if there are other factors that prevent the sale going through. And in this case, it was not being able to find the title deed. The missing title deed is not the purchaser's fault. It's completely on the vendor. They have to be able to provide it. So the purchaser here has signed the contract, is willing to settle, is able to settle, but the title deed is missing. So they put off the settlement date a couple of months and finally in January, the sale can go through. And it just so happens that by this time, the property is worth more. But that doesn't change the fact that the contract was entered into in October and the delay in settlement was because the title deed couldn't be found, not the purchaser's fault. So I don't agree with the court in this situation. I believe if Francis with full capacity had entered into this contract on his own, he still would have suffered that loss because the contract was entered into, he couldn't find the title deed and would still have had to sell the property in January at the $70,000 price. So I don't agree with the court and I don't think Robert could have done anything more. He went above and beyond. He consulted with the Office of Adult Guardian. He consulted with an accountant. He consulted with his lawyer. He got a current valuation. And when that current valuation came in, similar to the valuation he had gotten months before, he even questioned it and confirmed that it was a proper current market value. I don't think he could have done any more in this case. That was my case for today. I hope you found it interesting and I hope you'll join me for my next one.